Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're rolling along on a Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi out at his office on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Tony at our studio in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. Got a great final hour ahead here on the program. Appreciate Tim Murray talking some college football with us moments ago. In about 15 minutes, we'll keep the college football talk rolling, diving into some Heisman candidates and the different tiers of players that might be worth a look this season. But the NFL is king this time of year. We got the Hall of Fame game coming up tomorrow. We got training camps rolling on, Michael. This is the best that we actually have tangible, actual things to be talking about. No question. It's great. And every day we get some kind of notion about a team, what's going on. So it's fun to it's fun to go through it and sort through the noise. We know preseason's not going to feature a lot of the, the main attracting players, but we get to watch other guys and see what they have going. So it'll be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I am. I, I don't I love preseason. I love watching preseason games because like I've said before, you've got to evaluate certain elements of a team. Like for this jet game, the element we really want to watch in this jet game is Becton mm-hmm. and Max Mitchell or guard. Some of the young offensive linemen who might be able to to make the roster. That's important for the Jets, you know. And then for Cleveland, it's the same thing. What kind of depth do they have in their defensive front? What's their secondary look like? And then ultimately, how about these receivers for Cleveland? We know they've got three good ones. But are they going to be Goodwin had the blood clot? So he's they're looking for depth there. Can Anthony Schwartz finally take off? I think there's elements you've got to really take a look at. Yeah, and I think especially to your very first point there, talking about the Jets offensive line, we have hyped up so much about what the Jets are going to be, all of the offensive talent. But at the end of the day, that four-time MVP of yours is getting older and needs some protection up front in order for you guys to have success on that side of the ball. So that'll be a good start to see how that is shaping up for the young players there. Where I want to start, oh, by the way, just the Jets a a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that game over the Browns coming up tomorrow from Canton, total 33-and-a-half. But where I want to really set off this next hour, Michael, is with what's on Michael's mind as we keep on going through these training camps, pads are on, Injuries are happening, and yesterday a star receiver in the league got dinged up once again. 
Yeah, I mean, what's on my mind is Cooper Cup, right? We all know Cooper Cup was sensational back in 2021, where he had 145 catches, almost 2,000 yards. He just, I mean, that season for Cooper Cup was above and beyond any other year he had in the National Football League. I know two years ago, in 19, he had 1,100 yards. Mm -hmm. He averaged 12.4 yards a catch. But that last two years ago, he averaged 13.4, scored 16 touchdowns. And then the next year, he couldn't do it again. And this year, coming off of that huge year, in nine games, his numbers went back to normal again. They went back to the normal numbers again. Now, you could say, well, the Rams' offense wasn't good. True. You could say that the Rams' offensive line wasn't very good. True. That there were no other receivers around him. True. But now we're saying all those things again, and he pulls a hamstring. And I just wonder if if Cup can stay healthy long enough to kind of – everybody thinks he's this elite, elite receiver, and he's really good. Don't get me wrong. But when, we, when you study his numbers – Typically, this isn't what he does. The, the 2021 season isn't who he is. It's more a reflection of being a really good player than being this elite 1,947-yard player. So for me, the injuries start bothering me. And when you have an ACL repair, now all of a sudden other things start to fall apart. You're, it's telling you your body is breaking down, and he will be 30 years old this year. So for all the talk about the Rams having an elite receiver, an elite quarterback, an elite, you know, I think they have such a mar- small margin that if any of these good players get hurt, they're not going to be able to bounce back. Yeah, and that, and that 2021 season was a marquee season, right? The NFL's receiving triple crown. But rare. Yeah, very, very, very rare. rare. Um, playing every game as well en route to the Super Bowl and being Super Bowl MVP. It was like everything came together for Cooper Cup that season. Last year, obviously, a different story. Has to end up having that tightrope procedure on the ankle. Receivers behind Cup also dealt with injuries over the spring and summer. Van Jefferson, Ben Skronik missed yesterday with back soreness, mind you. He was the second lead receiver for the Rams yesterday. Only had 376 yards. So for a team in the Los Angeles Rams that is trying to figure out if they can take steps forward from what was the worst season to follow up after winning a Super Bowl in NFL history by a team and their quarterback trying to get healthy and figure out what his options are, if he can take a step forward after the down year last year with his health, this is just another thing added on, making it that much more difficult. And I know it's new. We don't know the extent of the hamstring yesterday. He had an MRI. Um, Sean McVay doesn't have partic- like any updates yet. ESPN reporting that he should be back for scrimmages in a few weeks. But it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, these injuries are starting to pile up now. Is it going to be a, a nick here, a nick there that continues to keep you out of multiple games? Well, he's over. Thir- he's going to be 30 years old this year, so it worries you, you know, and, and it has to concern you. My question to you, Stormy, is this. You know, if, if we were to put a poll out on Twitter, is Cooper, is Cooper Cup a Hall of Fame receiver? I would think overwhelmingly people would say he is. And yet, when you look at his numbers, there's no way he is. What are your thoughts? I don't think yet. I think that he's one of those players where you would need to string more of those consistent seasons together, right? He, like, at least in my opinion, at 30 years old, I don't think he's done enough yet compared to the types of players that we have seen make the hall. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think that aberration year was a Hall of Fame year. My point here is this is some players have Hall of Fame years. They don't have Hall of Fame careers. Right. And I, I think sometimes we we lose sight of that. I like Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's a good player. 
But I think when you start adding these injuries in and the ability for him to be consistent, it's going to be a challenge. And with the team around him, look, when you drive to the stadium and you're getting ready to play the Rams, who are you double on every third down? Cup. Who are you double on any, any, you know, wherever he is on the field? Cup. Because who else is going to beat you? His yards and touchdown props are currently off the board, but is the third shot at 8-1 to one to lead the league in receiving yards this season behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. The Rams a 10-1 to one shot in the NFC West, plus 310 to make the playoffs. And obviously it feels like a long shot with that win total sitting at 6.5. But I, I like that I looked back at the article you wrote about this team in early July and whether or not Sean McVay could get this team back on track. And you called them the NFL version of the Phoenix Suns because they have three or four outstanding players and will fill the rest of their roster with young, unproven talent. Not that unproven talent is bad and some players can rise to the challenge. However, no team, no matter how well coached, can carry an abundance of unproven talent and expect to win consistently. Besides the unproven talent, are the Rams stars even still elite? Are we sure that they are still what we once thought? And I thought that was just a very good way to sum up a lot of the questions that we have about this Rams team in 2023. Yeah, and it now lends us back to us as a betting network. Would you bet them on the under? I, I think it's really, I know it's what, five, six and a half six right a half. now? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they get to seven wins because they can't get through practices without getting people hurt. Yep. Okay, Michael, that's what's on your mind. What's on my mind was yeah, Matt Eumann's fast what's, food what you... rankings yesterday, obviously. Let's hear it. So we didn't get to it yesterday on the show after the rankings were revealed, and you said we need to bring it up today, so I figured this is a good opportunity to get it in here. It is still criminal to me, ladies and gentlemen, The Bojangles is number 25 on this list. They did go up from 26 last year, so I'll take the minor bump here. But you cannot, Matt Humans, cannot have Dairy Queen at number nine with the atrocious <laughs> that killed me. service that this that place has. Me. Right? Like, the atrocious service that, that Dairy Queen has every day. You cannot get through that drive through even if you just order a mini blizzard in less than 15 to 20 minutes. Get out of here with that being fast food. It's the slowest molasses food, if you ask me. Neither here nor there. Bojangle should be a top 10 institution. I stand by it. Some of these places in the top 10, I don't understand what's happening when I look at it. I got to tell you, Michael, what do you think? I was shocked at Dairy Queen, too, Stormy. I mean, look, I respect the hell out of Matt Humans. I mean, anybody whose car is filled with – is was filled with wrappers from all sorts of fast food places. You got to respect that, right? (laughs) Uh, But, I I mean, well, there's a Dairy Queen by our house here offshore uh, that, you know, is open almost all year round. I never even think about going in it for – because I wouldn't even want to, you know. Uh, I I was surprised – like, let me ask you this. You know, this once thing I did driving across the country, Millie and I, Mm -hmm. was we would stop for lunch and we would keep going in the car, but we would always try to get a chicken sandwich to compare it, whether it was Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, McDonald's and all that. I I thought Popeye's was overrated as a chicken sandwich. I thought Chick-fil-A was really good. How do you compare Bojangles to Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich? I think it's a different entity because Chick-fil-A – even if it's not, gives you the vibes that they're they're the healthy chicken sandwich, right? They're the one that's got their their stuff together. The Bojangle sandwich is the we are Southern fried chicken and biscuits, and that's the way that we're. It's you know it's a different type of a chicken sandwich, but. So yeah. I, I understand why, like, I don't eat the chicken sandwich at Bojangle specifically on bread. I know a lot of people do, and they love it. I am there for the Cajun filet chicken biscuit sandwich. It is a game changer 
in the chicken sandwich world, Michael. But I would put it up there. I would say yeah. Chick-fil-A probably as like an entire entity might be better. But I don't know. Like they have the fire mac and cheese. I like a lot of things about Chick-fil-A. I will never bash Chick-fil-A's rankings in this. Because you talked about how much you respect no. Matt Humans and his fast food ability, um, I wanted to read a little quote from this article where he talks about the mathematical formula that he has, which he does. But he says, I stop for fast food three to five times a day, own no silverware, have a towering stack of paper plates in my kitchen cabinet next to a drawer stuffed with countless plastic forks, knives, and spoons. Amateur doctors and critics out there will say this is an unhealthy existence, but I exercise regularly, sleep sparingly, rarely see a doctor, COVID never got me, and I've been employed full-time for 25 years, never using a sick day. You can live well on fast food. Epic. Epic. I love it. I, I, I mean, you got to love it. I love Freddy Burgers. I got to tell you, I think that yeah. was, we stopped there and that's an underrated place. I know we had him on third or fourth on the list. I fourth. think he's right on that. Yep. And Portillo's at number two. I've never been there before. I've so never I been. can't say. Culver's at number one still threw me for a little bit of a loop, but it's Bojangles, baby. I'm glad he's getting one in Vegas so he can finally learn the truth for himself. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The calendar has slipped to August, which means college football is on the brain. Who will win the Heisman Trophy? Who will be in the college football playoff final four? Which team surprise and which team will ultimately let us down? All those questions and more can be answered by reading this year's 2023 VEASAN College Football Betting Guide. We've got detailed team previews, picks, and best bets from our writers, hosts, and DraftKings personalities. They're all just a few clicks away when you become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Not only do you get our college football betting guide, but also the recently released NFL betting guide, as well as all access passes 
to our daily best bets pick at a glance from our VEASAN shows and full viewing of the DraftKings betting splits. Check out our current offers right now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're rolling along here on the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Speaking of college football and who will win the Heisman, that's what we're going to get into now. There's a great column in this year's betting guide breaking down a few different options when it comes to the different types of tiers for running backs, right? Like the best chalk option, who is going to be the best long shot, non-quarterback options. And so we're going to kind of do our own exercise here as well, Michael. Sound good? Too good. Absolutely. Okay, I'll set the stage a little bit with some historical information that we can kind of frame these tiers around real quickly. Um, we did in other positions ones. We have like tiers of quarterbacks and then in other positions ones strictly because quarterbacks win this award more often than not. 19 of the last right. 23 Heisman Trophy winners have been quarterbacks. Um, Devontae Smith, of course, we know won in 2020 as a wide receiver. The last receiver prior to him was Desmond Howard, however many years ago. And then a couple running backs, Derrick Henry in 2015, Mark Ingram in 2009. Only one defensive player ever has won the award. So that's why we're going to tear it out the way that we are. A couple other factors to consider. The Heisman winner also usually comes from a contender. Since 2000, 14 winners have played for teams that made the national championship. So that's more than 58% of these players have actually mm -hmm. played in a title game. So as you're doing your handicapping, just take some of these factors into consideration. Let's look at our first tier, which is some of these short shot quarterbacks, Michael. Caleb Williams, of course, won it last year, the quarterback out of USC. He is your favorite to repeat at plus 550, although there has only been one repeat Heisman winner ever. It dates back to the 70s. It's been a hot minute since that has happened. Quinn Ewers, your second shot there at 12 to 1. Cade Klubnick of Clemson, 14 to 1. Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, Michael Penix Jr., Drake May, Bo Nix, all 16 to 1. And Michigan's J.J. McCarthy at 18 to 1. If you had to pick out one of these chalky players, Michael, who stands out to you? Uh, well, look, I, I would pick out Michael Penix. But... But, and this is a big but, I don't know who's going to watch Michael Penix play. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who's going to watch Washington. Th this deal that the Pac-12 just signed with Apple, like, I, I could see Arizona. Ar I could see there's going to be a – I don't know if we're going to have a Pac-12 anymore, Stormy. I really don't. I, I don't know how the commissioner could put that deal in front of the presidents and say this is going to be really good for us when the Big 12s call in and the Big 10. So – Who's going to watch Michael Penix? I think Michael Penix could win this award. I think Washington's going to meet the criteria. They're going to be really good. I think Caden DeBoer's an outstanding coach. We saw Michael Penix play really well at Indiana when DeBoer was the offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. and he was beating Big Ten teams there. So my concern is, is he going to get enough national exposure? So I will Are they say going to be least, on TV Michael, enough? At least this year they're on TV. Like they still have their usual packages with ESPN and Fox and everything this season and Pac-12 Network. That still exists this season. It's beyond that that they don't. So granted, they still are a West but Coast team and aren't going to have the same. Night, yeah. they, they play at 1030 at night and nobody on the East Coast has seen Michael. You know, that's what worries me too is because of the, you know, the discrepancy in time zones that when they start those games so late on the West Coast, half the country doesn't see them. Not because they're not interested, just because they fall asleep, right? So he would be one. A sleeper to me would be Sam Hartman. Really a good player at Wake Forest. You know, and Notre Dame's not had a quarterback this good in a long, long time. 
and we're going to get Notre Dame football every week. We, we know that. And then I would take a shot at J.J. McCarthy only because I think Michigan's going to be really good. My Your w- thoughts. Now, yeah. you miss college football. I can't just do this alone. I want to hear what you got to say. There's no way you're getting me to play Quinn Ewers. No, no chance. Yeah. No way. I'm not going to go at the top of the board. I don't see there being a repeat Heisman winner. I don't like Quinn Ewers. I don't think Cade Klubnick will be good enough, although I do believe Clemson will be good. Sam Hartman is reasonable. I am with you. Like, I... I have the same fears that you have when it comes to Michael Penix Jr., but as far as these 16-to-1 shots go, I do like him a little bit more at that number because he did start to gain a little bit of traction in the back end of last year, November, December. People started recognizing, hey, this Washington team is actually pretty good, and he's leading the way. Uh, 35 total touchdowns, 4,461 passing yards last year. He has a pair of 1,000-yard receivers back. Um, you're going to have that opportunity in late November as well to go head-to-head with Caleb Williams when you play USC, and that's going to be a huge game with national attention on it potentially. So I think that that's a possible a p- a possibility there. J.J. McCarthy, I agree that Michigan's going to be good, which would have him in the conversation. I just don't think that his numbers are going to be on par with what we've seen historically in his career. It just doesn't yeah, seem that, like he's going to be able to do that. That's fair. They're going to run the ball. I mean, yeah. Blake Corum might have a better chance to win the Heisman than J.J. McCarthy. I, I don't disagree with you there. I think that's right. They're going to run the football there. There's no question. Yeah, and Blake Corum, if we – let's jump ahead real quickly to our non-quarterback tier. Blake Corum is the second shot as it pertains to the guys who do not play the quarterback position. Marvin Harrison, wide out at Ohio State, he's 20 to 1. Corum there at Michigan, 28 to 1. Travion Henderson, the back at Ohio State, 30 to 1. Those are kind of the the best of the non-quarterback, the best of the rest positions there, Michael. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Marvin Harrison is we're just not sure, you know, is Kyle McCord going to be the guy throwing him the football? Is he the guy and is he going to Marvin Harrison's going to be outstanding and and he'll be a top 3 draft pick. There's no question. However, that being said, it, you know, we know Ohio State's good. They're going to rack up a lot of good numbers against some bad teams. But, you know, how good will they play against the better teams? And it's going to depend on McCord. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I'm going to you're, – you're not going to find me making a bet on a non-quarterback this year. If I were, I think Corum would be that guy because of what we said. Yeah, the that would be my guy too. Yeah, the expectation Michigan's going Michigan's to be good and they're going to run the football. Um, let's go to this tier two, though, of those kind of middle of the pack quarterbacks we have Georgia QB Carson Beck 20 to 1 that's interesting because they are favored to three Pete right now he could be one of those guys that comes out of the woodwork we don't know anything about and then he's amazing who knows uh that's not where I'm placing my money just a suggestion there uh Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord who you just mentioned 22 to 1 Joe Milton at Tennessee and Drew Aller at Penn State each 25 to 1 followed by Dylan Gabriel and a couple other players there anyone you like on the middle of the pack quarterbacks I I think Aller's really talented I think he's got a chance to be a good player Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out at Penn State offensively look one thing about Milton we know this I mean you know for whatever we thought of Hayden Hooker at Virginia Tech he got a lot better when he went to Tennessee and Milton's got a lot of skill similar to Hooker and I I would not be adverse to playing him at I think Tennessee will move the they move the ball on anybody you know, if we drop down a list a little bit further, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina, you know, or Milrow, could Milrow win it at Alabama? I don't know. You know, I mean, Milrow's going to win it with running, right? 
Yeah. I, that's what I, I mean. Cam Rising could should be a candidate because all they do is win at Utah, but he's not going to get the votes. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get the votes, and you also don't know how he's going to play out the gates coming off of the ACL tear from last year's Rose Bowl. So that's a concern to me just because I feel like we do – see a little bit of pressure placed on those early season games and they are going to have that meeting with Florida again out the gate. Granted, you know, the expectations for Florida slightly different than they were last year with Anthony Richardson in that opening game. But I just, you want that dynamic play early. That's why I know in the guide, um, in the write-up here, the best, one of the um, best chalk plays here was Jordan Travis at Florida State because they're going to get that opener against LSU. They're going to have the big game against Clemson in week four. So those early season potential wins that could set the stage for a player down the line to be consistent and continue to stack on his numbers. Another long shot that we talked about on the program last week when JVT was in Michael was Tanner Mordecai um, coming over to Wisconsin from SMU, knowing the difference in philosophy, maybe potentially that you're going to have offensively throwing the ball. And he lit it up for the Mustangs last year, Michael. So that's like 125 to one. I think if you're looking for like a, a pizza money on a long shot. Yeah. I mean, that offense at SMU is, is explosive and they move it up and down the field, but, you know, is that going to work? You know, I know Phil Longo, the new offensive coordinator of Wisconsin, is going to try to do some of that. I, I just can't believe Wisconsin has a pedigree for, for Heisman's in terms of at the quarterback position. I mean, I think that's the, the odds are fairly long on that one. I, I couldn't see it happen, but he's a good player. 125 to 1 for a reason, certainly. Um, I was trying yeah. to, I tried to talk myself into KJ Jefferson in Arkansas, just not enough around him. I tried to talk myself into Devin Leary in a new spot at Kentucky. Couldn't get there. So we'll see how things ultimately Jeff shake Sims out. Jeff Sims is a good player. Yeah. Jeff Sims is a good player at Nebraska. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm excited for this year's Heisman race. We got Harry Gagnon, though, coming up, Michael. We'll get into some MLB. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can also check on the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You can check out. All of our subscription offers at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's also how you can get our college football betting guide to be released tomorrow. The NFL betting guide out now. Rolling along here on the Lombardi line as we welcome you back alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni and great friend of the show. Harry Gagnon joins us now, former Las Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor. Now doing great work with the Against All Odds podcast and ExtraPoints.com at AAO Harry on Twitter. Hey, Harry, how are you? Hey, everything's good. How are you guys doing? Great. Appreciate you We're taking some good, time Harry. with us. Yeah. Oh. And I know um, I know you're usually traveling the world and you miss some of the news and notes around in the NFL, but rumor has it you are back home and you are really enjoying all of the drama surrounding Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back here in Phoenix. Uh, you know, the warmest month in record in history. Uh, every day was 110 or plus. It was crazy. It's still pretty hot here. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I think, you know, did, did, did Sean Payton uh, break the coaching code? Yep. 
Was he right, though? I think he was. But do I love it? I do. I kind of do. You know, it's like so many times it's, it's just after these games, guys, you know, the hugging, the jersey swapping, uh, after even just regular season games, not just playoffs. I don't think there's enough real rivalries anymore, uh, not enough trash talking. This is going to be great. This sets up fantastic. Like, I, Peyton was fantastic. You know, Peyton uh, wasn't wrong. I mean, Denver was 29th in procedure penalties on offense. There were 29th uh, in defensive penalties. They were just awful, Denver. They shot themselves in the foot so many times last year. Not saying he's wrong, but I did, again, I do love it that, that, that he came out there and said it. I mean, this is sets up for, look, week five, Denver plays the Jets in mile high. Packett and the Jets will be uh, ready to go. Rodgers is going to be ready to go. Rodgers, obviously, Michael, you know, is, uh, you know, him and Hackett uh, go back to the, the, Green, the Green Bay days um, when Hackett was there as his offense coordinator. I just think this is a situation where it's going to be must TV week five. Everyone's going to be talking about it. It's going to be the main storyline. I think it's great for football. And so let's take it a step further, Harry. You're a, you know, you're part of the Degenerate Gambler podcast. I mean, are you betting Denver on the over eight and a half? Well, I, I don't know yet. I still, we still have to see a lot of stuff out of Wilson, see that, how that offensive line is. Uh, and definitely there's question marks at the running back position. I think more than anything, um, you know, it, you, you look at Peyton and his career, if not for that onside kick to open up the second half of the Super Bowl against the Colts, and, and, you know, he, he, you know he, he doesn't have any rings, and he had Breeze all that time. Uh, he lost to Cousins, uh, Kirk Cousins, who can't win anywhere on the road in the playoffs in New Orleans. A lot of pressure's on Peyton to get it done here, too. It's just not a lot of a... Not, you know, Hackett didn't. <laughs> Hackett definitely couldn't hack it in Denver, but a lot of pressure on Peyton too. I, I don't know about the eight. And, I think the eight and a half is a solid number. I did like what they did. A lot of times the defense kept them in games last year, but eight and a half is a solid number. I st- I'm still not sure about the Broncos. Yeah, a lot of high expectations for a turnaround in Denver, but will they meet them? And to your point about what you said about this all being good for football. I agree. It's good for football. And it sounds like it's good for both of the football teams too, because Sean Payton is instilling a little bit of confidence in his quarterback, Russell Wilson, that, Hey, this wasn't all on you. It was on a lot of people for allowing certain things to go on and for ultimately the performance on the field. But then conversely in New York with the jets, it's like everybody's all in on supporting their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. And you have the biggest endorsement of all in your new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. So just a matter of time to see how it plays out and how that week five game will play out, which will be very, very fun here with Harry Gagnon at AAO Harry on Twitter, joining the Lombardi line now host of the against all odds podcast, but let's flip it over to major league baseball. The trade deadline yesterday, Justin Verlander headed back to Houston, rejoining the Astros. And now it's got people all over the place saying, Oh, they're going back to the world series, a huge favorite to do so just with this move. First of all, do you agree with that thought process and think that it's theirs to lose now, despite where their record is currently? Um, and B, what's going on with the Mets out of that situation? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I, boy, that defending champs, I mean, they're in a battle right now at Texas. I do think uh, Houston was one of the winners in this, uh, in the uh, before the trade deadline here. But I also think Texas was, too, picking up a couple of solid pitchers. Obviously, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, has had a nice season, but of course, picking up Max Scherzer, it's going to be a great run here in the West to see who can win the division, but I still like Houston defending champs. Verlander, uh, pick, you know, it's not like he can 
I mean, he could possibly still carry a team on his back. He's got that capabilities even at his age. But I don't think he needs to do that. They got a solid three starters. Now, Verlander, by the way, last five starts, 1.49 ERA in his last 42 innings. He's only given up six earned runs. We saw what happened last night with Romber Valdez going with a uh, pitch and a no-hitter. His ERA is right around three. And Christian Javier's record is uh, seven and two this season. Solid three starters. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay's been slumping lately. Uh, so that's something to look at. And I just think overall here, Houston might get it done. You've got the, they've got uh, uh, experience on their side, third in major league baseball in ERA. And again, uh, Verlander's won two world series with Houston. He's familiar with the, uh, uh, the, the town, the city, the team. I like Houston here to come out of the American league. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harry, who do you think was the biggest winner of all? You think it's Houston? I just think it might be Houston overall, uh, just because Verlander brings you such an element that a lot of teams don't have. He's got the experience. He's got the confidence. The team does, too. Having him back on the team, just what a pickup for Houston, who, you know, look, we're used to the Astros putting up big numbers, uh, scoring a lot. Their average is okay. They're, they're in the middle of the pack offensively compared to what they have been the past few years where they've been fantastic. So I think they needed that big pick-me-up. In terms of the pitching, I do think Houston is the big winner here. I agree that they were the big winner, and I think the Tigers might be the big loser because what a weird situation with uh, Eduardo Rodriguez yesterday with trying to create the trade to the Dodgers even though he was on the no-trade clause list. And then the funniest part of all of that being that, no, I don't want to go to a winner. I don't want to go to L.A. where it's beautiful. I like Detroit. I want to stay out here. So the trade deadline was fascinating to me yesterday. Meanwhile, as we look ahead to the games in action today, we have three games that are live as we speak. A like double-digit game still to come later on this afternoon and evening. Harry, anything that you're looking at at today's slate? How about this, guys? How about this? How about a little two-team cross-sport parlay? We're going to go baseball and we're going to go WNBA. Ooh. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to take we're going to take uh, a place plus one twenty-eight. I'm going to take the Dallas Wings money line minus 260 over Seattle. Dallas seven and three in the last 10 and Seattle's tied with Phoenix for the worst record in the WNBA at six and 19. And they have the worst record at home. uh, The storm does at two and 11 at home. Give me Dallas to get the win on the road in Seattle at minus 260. And I'm going to take the Dodgers minus the one and a half runs over the athletics. Uh, A starter Hogan Harris has an ERA of over six. In July, in 18 innings pitched, 16 earned runs he's given up. And in his last seven starts, when he still, when Hogan Harris has started, Oakland is 0-7 in those games. And in six of them, they lost by two runs or more. Wow, Harry, I love it. I mean, I love it. You're just all over the map. I mean, all you're right. all over you the know? map. Have you done any – what is your favorite – do you have anything on week one? Have you looked into week one of the NFL? I have, and Mike, I know it sounds nuts, and I know everyone's on it, and I know over the past couple uh, months, a month and a half, you know, uh, I've been saying how much I'm touting the Lions, um, and a lot of people are, and I'm still on. I'm not backing off, even though I hate when people are jumping on the same team that I do that had, maybe it wasn't good the year before the, or the year before that, but I'm in on the Lions, and I just think that with the NFL making the schedule and putting the Lions of all teams on that Thursday night opening game against Kansas City, when we were used to seeing, you know, the cream of the crop play on 
Thursday night to open up the season. They gave the shot here. They gave Dan Campbell a shot with the Lions, and they're plus seven. I don't think Detroit disappoints. I think they show up, and I think not only do they cover the seven, I'm going to even take a shot with them on the money line. I think they show what they're going to do all season and what they did from the last uh, probably seven, eight games of the season last year. Their offense is solid. I'm going to take Detroit with a point. I really enjoy that pick. Harry Gagnon not only taking the points, wow. but calling the shot at the plus 225 upset Lions win game That's one tough. Thursday That's night tough. football on banner day after the Kansas City Chiefs win a Super Bowl. That is bold, and I like it, Harry. Thanks so much for the time, as always, buddy. Awesome, guys. Take care. Thanks, Harry. That's yeah. bold, Michael. What do you think? I, I mean, you know, I, I, lo- I got to have more logic than just – they're going to play their best. I got to see the Lions play better defense before I think they're going to shut down Mahomes. So I'll wait this summer. I'll, I, I still got time. There's a lot of carryover belief from the way that that Detroit squad closed out last year's regular season. Can they do it day one against the Chiefs? I don't know. That's bold. That's bold. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line. Stormy Bonantoni live from Las Vegas. Our guy Michael Lombardi out of the East Coast in his office in Jersey. And before we get to our final segment, want to wrap things up with our pro tip, Michael, because we do one of these every single day yeah. on the show. Every show does. And this pro tip today centers around the Heisman Trophy conversation we had a little bit earlier this hour. Just to remind betters, that because 19 of the last 23 Heisman Trophy winners have been quarterbacks, it would take something historic. It would take a record-breaking season yep. for a non-quarterback to win this award. And, and maybe it is Blake Corum. Maybe it is Marvin Harrison, right? But narrow your focus a little bit, and the quarterback market is more often than not where you're going to find the winner. And, and also narrow your focus to a team that you think is going to be in the Final Four. Correct. Because you're not winning the Heisman at quarterback if you're not in the Final Four, or at least close to it, right? Yep. You need a 9-10 win or more type season uh, in, in general. Like in years past, that's been kind of the status before we got to the CFP. But now that we have that, it's more than 58% of teams have actually played for a national championship game. So if those teams are in the CFP, it just goes to show you the team is good. Who makes the team good? Typically the quarterback. That And it can't just be that they have the numbers, but they're leading you to wins. So it all kind of comes together full circle in this market. VEASAN Pro Tips available at VEASAN.com. Searchable by show and by sport. And again, every single one of these shows does it. So if you're looking for a pro tip specifically from one of your favorite hosts, specifically from Michael, that's where you can find it. But now it is time to round out the show, Michael, with what we're calling Why Not Wednesday. We did it for the first time last week. It was a hit, so mm -hmm. we're keeping it rolling here, looking at a number of plus money bets, which means, you know, they're a little bit less likely to happen, but that often means you can find some value if you kind of cock your head back and say, hey, why not? Why couldn't that happen? I think that number is a little bit off. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to present you with a bet, and I want you to either sell me on why absolutely not, that's not going to happen, or if it makes you say, why not? Similar to our guy, Harry Gagnon, moments ago, who he looked at that Lions price, the plus six and a half and the plus 220 money line price. He said, hey, why not? Why can't they beat the Chiefs on Thursday night football to open the season? We're going to start, though, with the Arizona Cardinals. We know their win total is yeah. low. But if you were to see this bet, the Cardinals, alternate win total, over five and a half wins, plus 180, does it make you say, why not? Or absolutely not? Absolutely not. No, I, I got no love for the Cardinal. I, I got no love for the Cardinal. <laughs> I think this is going to be a major undertaking. Yep. And I think it was a mess. I'm not saying it's all Jonathan Gannon or Monty Ossendorf's mess, but this is going to be a mess to clean up from a culture standpoint and from a talent standpoint. So there's not a chance that you're going to get me to go near that. That's six wins. I can't find six wins for the Cardinals. Well, I remember when we did our burning questions going through all of the different teams that, are, that were entering training camp, my question to you was, where are five wins on this schedule? They yeah. are one of the most bet unders in the National Football League this season, Michael, and the number set at four and a half still juiced to the minus 120. So I am with you. It's an absolutely not on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, we just talked about the Heisman, okay. right, and how that is typically a quarterback award. Same thing goes in the NFL when it comes to MVP. 
But Justin Jefferson sitting there at 100 to 1. Any intrigue of a why not? No. <laughs> no, because Stormy, you just cited it. 19 out of 23 college players play quarterback that won the award. This award, award is called the MVP, but it's really the best quarterback in the league award. That's what it is. Justin Jefferson would win Offensive Player of the Year if he posts numbers. Like, that's that award. This award is for a quarterback. The most valuable player is for a quarterback. And it's going to have to be. Everything else is, to me, it's a waste of time. I don't care what the number is So Jefferson. It's not going to happen. The last 10 NFL MVPs have been quarterbacks. Um, Adrian Peterson in 2012 won it as a running back, but there has never been not a single wide receiver that has been an MVP. So that 100 to 1, you can't get me there. And I mean, the problem with this usually is for a wide receiver specifically that the quarterback is making them great. So like, I don't think any, yeah. the, the one argument I could make for Justin Jefferson is that nobody's going out here saying Kirk Cousins for MVP, right? So like a lot right, of the success, right. but I'm saying, but a lot of the success for that offense would then be put on Justin Jefferson instead of Kirk Cousins, right? So that's the one argument I could right. make for him, but it's still a no for me, dog. But, but also, I think we have to take this a step forward that the MVP in football, maybe not so much in basketball, uh, but the MVP in football, your team's winning. Your team is an elite team. You're making your team elite, right? You're, you're a number one or a number two seed on in both sides. You, you know, it's like coach of the year. Mike Tomlin, there's nobody did a better coaching job last year than Mike Tomlin. He wasn't going to win coach of the right. year, right? Because his team didn't make the playoffs. Right. So it's about, you know, it's that upper echelon of players, of teams that have to win. Winning matters. That's why I was going berserk on, you know, Justin Fields. Gonna, he, how can he win MVP? Yeah. The Bears are going to win seven games. That, that's a nonsensical argument. I don't, that's, I don't even give that the time of day at this point. I think a seven win, eight win season would be, tremendous for the Chicago Bears. The MVP argument is ridiculous to me. Um, And as it pertains even to coach of the year, Michael, with Brian Dable and the Giants winning last year, that was only a nine-win season for them. That in itself was an anomaly because we're so used to seeing you need 10-plus wins to ultimately win coach of the year. Prior to that, it was was, a New York market. Yes, but prior to that, it was was Jimmy Johnson in the 90s. Right. It was a New York market and the Giants have been so bad for so long for five, you know, that he got it. And like Tomlin did as good a coaching job as, as Dayball did. The team didn't make the, you know, it didn't yep. make it. But, you know, I mean, look, Pete Carroll, I thought did as good a job as anybody. How did he not win it last year? Let's keep it rolling on wide receivers, though, here quickly, because we know Tyreek Hill, he says he's going to have 2,000 yards this year, Michael. So, for Why Not Wednesday, how about any player to break the receiving yards record? Got to go over 1,965 yards, plus 425 is the price. So, could it be Tyreek Hill? Could it be Justin Jefferson? Could it be one of those top-tier wideouts? I mean, look, we talked about Cooper Cup earlier in the show and how he was close to it. I think he was, what, 70, 65 yards short of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say why not here? I mean, the one thing about Hill, he's so dynamic. He scares everybody to death. Even when doubled, he can make a play. He's got great hands. You know, will he get there? Probably doubtful. That's why it's such a long. But I don't think it's a St. Jude's play. I don't think this is a wasted play. I think the these two players – 
for the amount of time that we throw the football in the National Football League, I, I think it's a worthwhile kind of pizza money play. I like it. Plus 425, again, the price for somebody to break the NFL record for receiving yards in a single season. How about Lamar Jackson? We know that Todd Monken wants him to throw the ball a little bit more. He says he's going to light it up through the air, but the ground is where his bread and butter is. Jackson to have at least one 200-plus yard rushing game is a 10-to-1 shot, Michael. Could he do it? You know, he makes a lot of long runs, which is what you need to get 200 yards. But I would say no, absolutely not. I mean, that's a lot of yards. 200 yards in a game for a quarterback to rush is a lot of yards. And especially when he gains so much attention. You know, now he has the ability to take it in one in one missed tackle and he's 70 yards, but he's still got 130 to go, right? He averages seven carries a game. That's hard to do and gain 200 yards. We only have 60 seconds left here on the program, Michael. I know you like the Patriots for their season win total over, but does that eight to one in the AFC East make you want to say why not? I mean, the problem I, I would say – no, because they haven't been able to prove that they can beat Buffalo yet. Yeah, and like the, they the can beat Miami, they can the... beat the Jets. They just haven't been able since the win game. They haven't been close to Buffalo. They have not been close. Buffalo, Josh Allen's movement has given them a ton of problems. Now they've worked off season to correct it. We'll see, but to me, it gives me a little bit of concern. I have so much optimism for this Patriots team, but the schedule so tough just every week it is a battle every week's a hard week. there's no easy schedule that's the thing every week's hard every that's why the games are so close enjoy your off day today michael we'll miss you thank you stormy i'll see you this i'll see you sunday yep. thank you see you sunday at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 